Welcome to Mosaic, the EDC podcast. Mosaic is a place to explore pressing challenges in education, health, and economic opportunity with EDC staff around the world. Despite efforts to reduce the achievement gap over the past three decades, students of color and students with disabilities both underperform on national mathematics assessments. But EDC's Matt McLeod and Babette Moeller believe that this inequality is the result of mathematics curricula that are not designed for the full range of students in a classroom. And by working with teachers to make high-quality mathematics instruction accessible to all learners, this inequality can be overcome. In this podcast, Babette and Matt discuss their work to promote equity in mathematics education. They also share how teachers have been reacting. So Matt and Babette, thanks so much for being here today. Sure. Thanks for having us. So Matt, you're working on EDC's Equity in School Mathematics Project, and that project confronts racial inequities in the mathematics classroom. Um, and Babette, you developed Math for All, which is a teacher professional development program that really seeks to make math education more equitable for students with disabilities. So I think before we dive into your work, let's start with a brief definition of terms. What is equity in mathematics education? In education, equity is about providing access to the mathematics and letting students do everything they possibly can do and recognizing that everybody is capable of doing this Uh, what we call rigorous mathematics. There's an illustration of equity that, you know, three people are trying to look over a fence and one of them is tall, one of them is sort of in the middle and one of them is short and they all have the same box. And so the tall one is still taller, the middle one is still in the middle and the short one can't see over the fence. But if we redistribute those resources and make the opportunities available, then everybody gets to see over the fence. And, you know, the, the question then that also arises for me from that illustration is why do we have the fence there in the first place? Right. So I think that that image of three kids of different heights trying to look over a fence makes for an interesting metaphor for equity. Um, and it also leads into my next question, which is what does inequity actually look like in the mathematics classroom? So the uh, National Assessment of Educational Progress just recently came out with the um, most recent mathematics assessment scores, and the data are just shocking from you know a disability perspective. Um, so one data point is that at the fourth grade level, for instance, 50% of students with disabilities scored below the uh, basic level, meaning that they um, you know, according to those test results, are, we're unable to estimate and use basic facts and perform simple computations. The data gets worse as, as you rise in the grade level. So at the, you know, at the eighth grade level, it's 68% of students with disabilities who score below the basic level. And that's just shocking and unacceptable because the stu- students are performing at those levels not because they can't do mathematics, it's because they are not getting the supports that they need in order to be successful. And, um, and it needs to change. So there's still a huge gap. There's a, an achievement gap between at fourth grade of about 25 points and at eighth grade it's about 32 points for black students and at fourth grade and eighth grade respectively it's 19 and 24 points between Hispanic and white students. And that hasn't changed between 1990 and about 2017. And while 28 to 30 percent of the U.S. population is black or Hispanic, only um, about 14% of STEM workforce is represented by Black or Hispanic individuals. 
So I think all those stats certainly painted a picture of the need for um, thinking about equity in the math classroom. But let's turn to your work. What is each of you doing uh, to try to improve equity in mathematics class? So our work over the past almost 20 years has focused on primarily uh, working with teachers and helping teachers to better understand individual students' strengths and needs so that they can provide the support that students need in order to help them be successful. And we're doing this by bringing general education and special education teachers together and have them plan adaptations to math lessons together that don't undermine the rigor of the mathematics, but uh, that provide different access points for students. So for instance, you know, instead of asking them, what's the perimeter of a rectangle that's, you know, 10 by 16 <laughs> inches, you know, you turn the problem around and open it up and ask students, you know, draw two different ways or come up with multiple ways in which you can create a, you know, a rectangle that has a certain kind of perimeter and explain your thinking. So students can approach this problem in multiple ways. They can draw, they can write, they can explain. And rather than just asking for one single answer that could be right or wrong, and that will give teachers very little diagnostic information about where the student is coming from, you know, opening it up, giving students opportunity to approach the problem in multiple ways and, and to show their thinking will give teachers so much more information to understand where the student is coming from that they then can get better and better in terms of how they're supporting their students. We come from a perspective that students are the students and they're not what needs to be fixed. They don't need to be fixed. They're not broken. What needs to be changed is the instruction and the way that uh, mathematics is presented to students. You know, we're, we're in a world where mathematics is critical to so many opportunities out there. And the way we do mathematics is not, here's a procedure, do it. Here's another procedure, do it. But it's real problem solving. So we're helping teachers understand ways to get to know their students in a way that allows them to adapt the lesson without watering it down and to accept that there's not just one right answer in most mathematics problems. And we often also help them try to re-envision what doing mathematics looks like. It's not a sheet of 27 multiplication problems. Um, that mentioned the calculate the perimeter problem. Uh, arithmetic is one small part of mathematics and a lot of what teachers typically do is procedural mathematics and when we try to open it up to more investigative and um, richer, deeper, broader mathematics, then students have a way to say, well, I can start by doing this. And once they get started, there's much more incentive to keep going. And if I may add, you know, one, one other thing that we're doing in, with Math for All is we're focusing teachers' planning of lessons and planning of adaptations to mathematics lesson on individual focal students, students who they have questions about who are sort of more on the margins rather than being average students. And we're asking them to carefully plan for these students based on those students' learning profiles teachers report to us, and that's why we're continuing to use this approach, is that by planning for these outliers, 
um, they are often more successful to reach um, and serve all of the students in the classroom. So the adaptations that they're planning for those particular students often benefit many, if not all of the students in the classroom. And how have teachers responded to your work? Yeah, the work that we're doing with teachers is hard work. I mean, it's hard work for us. It's hard work for the for the teachers. Um, I mean, teachers often come to us with, um, you know, conceptions, prior conceptions and prior experience about professional development, which is quite different than what we do, the work that we do with them. And they come with their prior beliefs, which often includes that not all students can learn mathematics or need to learn mathematics. And teachers often when they hear that it's about making mathematics more accessible to students with disabilities, they want to be taught strategies. And we have to change both of those conceptions. The approach that we've been taking in math law is that we're focusing on giving teachers a process. So we have no illusions that in the five sessions that we have with teachers together, you know, there are five day-long sessions that we can change their belief sets or that we can change their practice in, in totally fundamental ways. But what we're doing is we're giving them a process and hopefully the process for working together, for collaborating, you know, that is general and special education teachers working together, working on planning lessons together. And, and so the our aim is to set teachers up for an ongoing process of working together in this fashion over time for years to come where they can really make a difference. In the midst of some of our work, we ask teachers to reflect on their practice and look back at their classrooms and think about ways that they might have perpetuated inequitable instruction or disrupted somebody's mathematical thinking because they thought there was a particular way to do it. And in doing that, we asked them to write a letter of acknowledgement is what we called it, about uh, missteps in the past. And it was just, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience to, <laughs> to see some teachers cry. And I know that sounds awful, but, um, but there were some teachers who really just took it to heart that some of the things that they had been doing in the past were harmful to a particular student or a particular group of students. And to just make that commitment to make sure that that doesn't happen in the future. So I'm sure there are some educators who are listening today who want to begin to do some of this work in their own classrooms. What advice do you have for them? I mean, how can teachers begin to focus more on equity in their mathematics instruction? So I'll, I'll jump in. Like Babette said, there, um, there isn't a silver bullet that's going to work for everybody all the time. But Babette mentioned that planning a lesson, the, the more you plan, the more flexible you can be in the execution of the lesson. So understanding who your students are and understanding their modes of learning and understanding who is you know, at the table is, is really, really important. And like we've mentioned a few times, just expect the most out of students and just expect that they can do really solid, really strong mathematics and, and they'll rise to the occasion. I, I fully agree. I mean, I would also say teachers often rotely follow the script of the curriculum that they're given, but that doesn't leave any room for adaptation or for tailoring the curriculum to the individual child. It's more like fitting the child to the curriculum rather than 
the other way around. I mean, just to illustrate, I want to give an analogy. I mean, think about, you know, being in a cooking class, learning, learning how to make a cake, you know, to just imagine that you're being taught, you know, important things such as like how to weigh sugar and flour and how to whip butter, how to separate egg white from the egg yolk, but you're never given a chance to actually make a full cake. So will that class prepare you to be a good baker and to be creative, to like create your own recipes? I don't think so, but that's how math often is approached, you know, in, in just that kind of manner. And I think that that's an important uh, lever of change that, you know, in order to create more equitable opportunity, we need to move away from procedural teaching and we need to give kids a context for learning and opportunities to see the big picture and they need to understand the big ideas that are behind what they're being taught. And finally, how can people learn more about your work? We have a website um, for Math for All that's at mathforall.cct.edc.org. This has some video materials and um, print materials about our work. And Matt, is there a website that you can... There is a website that you can uh, look for some of our work, and it is go.edc.org slash mathequity, all one word. Great. Well, Matt, Babette, thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. All right. Thanks for listening to Mosaic. For more information about EDC's work in mathematics education, visit us online at edc.org.